loose, cutting loose. Dubai on us, cutting loose. This is what we've been waiting for. Unicorn Lion being grabbed by Dubai on and Animo in the middle. It's Dubai on hitting the lead from Animo. They beat off Unicorn Lion, but Dubai on is drawing clear. And William Haggis has done it again. Dubai on by three lengths to Animo. Well, Dubai on very, very. Very impressive. I guess disappointing to a lot of Aussies and uh, Animo fans, uh, but Dubai Honor, you can't doubt what uh, Haggis has done with this horse and comes out and runs a mark. So takes out the Queen Elizabeth. I know a lot of people were tipping it, but a lot of people were all on Animo as well. But what it did was bloody impressive. We had a couple of podcasts in the past with where Animo's run, his last three runs, we've caught it is Animo free cash. Finally, no. So... Unlucky, but uh, still a good run. And James Cummings today said that he's still planning on taking Animo to Royal Ascot. So that is pretty interesting as well. So besides that, uh, it was a pretty big day for Queen Elizabeth Stakes Day out at Randwick. Um, a few of the boys found some nice winners as well. I know that Pennywecker won, which was uh, one of Chris's that he liked from last week. Tom was all over Spangler, which uh, won the uh, the Provincial Midway Championship. That was 12 bucks. Lock Eagle, Kohai Love, flew in from second. Uh, Aft Cabin was very good. Uh, the other one that uh, uh, Kohai really liked was a tissue. And Nash aboard and just absolutely rained him. Um, found the front at about 250 metre mark and won by about two and a half lengths. So that was very impressive. And Zapateo in the last. But uh, a few winners. Boys did pretty well. Um, I would have loved Animo to win. That was always my song song. But uh, let's get the boys on. There is uh, All Age Stakes Day and stuff this weekend. So there is plenty to be seen. Uh, Tommy, how's it going? Yeah, mate, it ended up being a really good day. Like the the sun coming out, it, it um there was a huge crowd and just yeah, a big clash between the two when Savoyana got to the chalkies, I thought Momonga was huge and the decision to race him on for another year and um just the racing all around that. It, it um I thought it was a really good day, yeah, just all around. Good good to have those four days off for a long weekend and um yeah, it was yeah, it was a good day. Kelly, as you're getting ready, um a tissue was one of yours, mate. You gave our tissue a really good good push, and Nash just took it clear at the two fifty and sped away. It was absolutely bolting on the turn, and um, it got the run of the race in my eyes. And yeah, luckily uh, saluted because uh, oh, I mean, I think the bigger bigger question at hand is uh, what about you long spending ten million on alcohol free? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I don't know what you do about that because that was kind of like my clear on. You know, second second selection. I just thought it was short on the price, so that's why I went to tissue. Um, but yeah, it was a great win. Uh, can't complain, uh, especially at double figures. Pretty much stayed stagnant all the way through at eleven bucks. And yeah, winners are great to have. And we had a pretty fruitful day, I think, um, collectively. And yeah, let's move on to all age stakes. So yeah. Yeah, I actually got the quaddy. I was a bit, I was a bit surprised at unders. I thought only paid two grand, and yeah, you had explosive Jack there at you know, mid twenties. You had a tissue at twelve bucks or whatever. I know the two favourites pretty much jumped in, but thought it might have paid a bit more. Um, but before we get into Ramwick, we'll mention just I just think it's funny the quacker. Uh, Tom mentioned it just then. We'll mention on the race a bit later. But you guys, did you guys work on this barrier draw, or what was the story? No, so it wasn't televised, but uh, I think it was on Facebook. You're glad it wasn't, right? Yeah, so um, I think they'd drawn the, the five out, said it's Uncommon James. Um, Gorn 
continued the draw, drawn the four out, realised that's uncommon, James. Uh, they decided that the stewards are like, yep, we'll continue the draw. Would Massimo, who was the five, would just take the four spot. Kept going with the draw. Then afterwards, everyone's like, uh, no, let's not do that. Um, so they decided to redraw the ones from Uncommon James onwards. I don't know why they wouldn't just redraw the whole lot, but yeah, that they makes decided sense. to re yeah, they decided to redraw. And then I think the three favourites drew uh, 12, 13, 14 uh, in the second draw. So um, there was a bit of, yeah, bit of a quack up, but um, yeah, it was a few people not happy about it, but it shouldn't really matter in the end. It's a 1,200-metre race, and um, yeah, the best horse is now drawn out wide, but I still think it doesn't it doesn't affect it too much, but um, maybe maybe it's good. Uh, got the word out there for the quokka and a few more people talking about it. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, we'll mention we'll have a look at that a bit later. Um, some good horses have gone over for it, uh, but we are recording Thursday night. We do like getting into the footy, so uh, we're going to fly in. We're going to kick it off. There's actually a really good card, I think, at Randwick. You look at the likes of in the first place, the, the Frank Packer Plate. You're getting the likes of Osipenko and Pericles and Williamsburg and stuff there. Uh, Osipenko, its last run was in the Doncaster. A couple of starts back was a really good win in that Hobartville. Uh, it's a two dollar fifteen favourite, very short. Uh, only a couple of cents ahead of Pericles though, with James Cummings uh, and J Mac combo. Uh, that's at two twenty five, and then you go straight seven bucks with Magic Man aboard Williamsburg. Who I said two weeks ago that William. <laughs> Magic Man wouldn't win a race, this carnival, and he's just shown me up. Uh, my Truth, Amy Grant, and Mind Space there. It's only six horses, which is a bit disappointing, but two stars at the top of the market, Tommy. Yeah, I find it really weird that this is the first race of the day. I mean, it's as you've said, it's a, it's a light field, but it's a really quality field, and sometimes they just look in terms of numbers and just assume there's not going to be as much turnover, and they put it on early on the day. This really should be um, later on in the day, but... Uh, nonetheless, I, I think it's I think the trifecta is the first three, and I think Williamsburg might give him a bit of a shake if um, the track's a bit um, heavier than we think. They're saying around a soft six, but there's some scattered showers um, due to appear tomorrow. So if if we get a bit of the worst of them, I think Williamsburg comes right into it. Uh, a bit disappointing last start, but really has shown it, especially. Um, Especially around that two thousand meters, can go really well. Joe Moreira, as you've said, mate, is he's just a great wet track jockey, and he just he gets the best out of these horses on the on the giving track. So I, I think at the odds, um, if it is a bit of a heavy track, I think Williamsburg is the play. But definitely, um, definitely the other two are deserve to be that short. They're both quality horses. Osipenko coming out of the Donny and Pericles. A bit disappointing last start, but we know on his day uh, can be the real deal. But I might just go with Williamsburg at the odds at the moment. Right, you, Coe. Obviously, uh, Pericles had a run in the derby, but before that was a nostril away from Lindemann, which was really nice, and Williamsburg was in that race too. But what do you reckon? I think Pericles is definitely... I think it was an absolute gut buster in that derby, in that chopped up, you know, heavy and... I think he's a massive yard watch come Saturday. I think he has a tendency to sweat up a bit and this and the other. I know the conditions are cool, but he, he hasn't really settled this prepara- preparation. I know that win second up was really good, but uh, yeah, he's. I think he's a little bit on the underside still. I think Osipenko should be outright 
with a bit of a margin in my eyes. I think it should be pretty much bang on two bucks. Kind of that's how I've measured it. I know J-Max on board Pericles, and that's probably keeping a lot of the punters at bay. It handles the heavy as well. So conditions could suit, but I just genuinely think that Derby was an absolute slog, and I just don't know how it's pulled pulled up. Um, rightfully, it's going to run in this race over the 2000. Back to 2000 is a big tick, but, yeah, I I can't tip it on top. I think also Penko's the one to beat. Uh, I'll keep, you know, like we'll wait and see if Waller does scratch it because that'll absolutely put the market in a, a proper shake-up, so to speak. Because um, at the moment, there is six runners, but the – which one was it? Mindspace actually ran today at Hawkesbury. So it'll diminish down to five. And if Osipenko goes, by absolute chance that the uh, track gets to a probably a heavy eight is probably enough for Waller to just pull up stumps and probably tip it out, to be absolutely honest. It hasn't really – done anything wrong this preparation and in for probably a huge spring so the market is a massive watch but saying all that i think yeah tommy's made a case for williamsburg but i think also is the one to beat um 215 probably still backable at this stage barrier is obviously not going to be an issue with such a small field i think it just sits slightly off the speed and then just shoots for home so yeah also for mine Osipenko. Yeah, me too. We'll see what happens, though, with weather and that. Uh, we got the highway coming up. Um, look, tough one. I don't know. Remlabs Commander is there, drawn really wide. It's five bucks. Super Extreme is there, also wide. Money for preemptory. Zach Lloyd, obviously flying again. Uh, it's ten bucks in a six fifty. Likewise, Baradus has had some coin as well, thirteen to seven fifty. Others that have had specking are none. But uh, Tommy, to be fair, I don't know much about this highway. Mate, I'm a big fan of this Remlaps Commander, but it's just drawn really wide. And same with the other um, pretty handy horse in Salir, um during 1920. Um, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth because I thought both of them would run really well. So uh, there's a bit of a chat that Crockett Pair might scratch Super Extreme and Salir from that wide gates. Um, and then, I don't know, Remlaps scratches as well. So, look... Um, it's probably going to be a thing on the day on who's still standing, but one who um, had a good start a couple of starts ago at uh, Port Macquarie was Liz Domania. And Timmy Clark, if he can get a bit of a lead and avoid some of this big field, I think he might be the one that at a bit of odds can really run really well. But if a few come out, I'll want to be with Remlap's commander a bit closer in. Um, there is a ton of speed, but if he, can find, if he can find a bit of a spot, I think he's the best horse in the race. Landed anywhere, King? I agree with Tommy in the fact that Remlaps is just drawn the car park and what do you do with him? Like the fact that he was the favourite um, has me a little bit worried, to be honest. Like I wouldn't take the uh, the short. I mean, it's not really a short quote by any measure, but just the fact that it's going to be running wide and probably unfavourable from where it's drawn. So. I've kind of steered well away of it. Uh, super extreme, yes, same again. It's just kind of you would have loved to seen it kind of sit midfield, and you know it's it's a very consistent horse from the Crockett Yard. It, I mean, it's been down the up and down the highway for quite some time now, and you know it's very consistent. And you know the the latest trial was behind Kyobi, who was the favourite in the provincial midway, and his trial was really good coming into this, but. Yeah, drew the wrong marble, so I'm going to put a pen through him as well. Salir, I, I mean, I have to wait and see what the track patterns are going to be 
I think that's just what it's going to come down to. The rail's going to be out seven metres from the 1,000 of the winning post. So if it doesn't play completely leaderish, I mean, Salia's just a backmarker through and through. So he will launch late with especially the ton of speed that is kind of around it. So he could be one that finds late. But I've kind of settled for Baradas from the Kavanaugh yard. I just, I know he's going to be up in grade massively. Uh, it comes out of a class two at Scone. Came second in that. Um, draws barrier three this start. Has runs on the board for soft and heavy conditions. I just see him settling just off the speed from barrier three. And I think, you know, I think it will get probably the run of the race. Nice race, like a running transit and so everything else in between. So here's one to definitely keep an eye on. And the other one I just wanted to quickly touch on was Darcy Diva. I think he will be one that settles front court, uh, like the within the quartet at the front from that low draw. He was carrying 60 and a half on, in that Port Macquarie win. And I think that's handy enough. He won't have to use too much petrol to find a pretty handy spot. So I'll keep him safe. But for the time being, Baradas for me. Baradas. All right. Uh, Midway is next. Everyone's favourite race. It's 1,400 metres and floating is the favourite for Matt Smith and J-Mac. It's $2.40. Had a run at Warwick Farm last start, which uh, ran a pretty close second to Trevest. It's one in the heavy and the good as well. Uh, Miss Einstein's there at sevens. The only other one under double figures is Bundina. Tommy Marquand is bored. And then you've got Pacific Warrior, Speed Legend, etc. Double figures. Speed Legend's been pounded. Zach Lloyd aboard Les Bridge, 26 into 12. Tommy yeah, yep. I mean, Zach Lloyd's just killing it at the moment. Almost had five the other day at Warwick Farm. But I like um, what you were saying about floating. I actually went up thinking it had won the other day and I was on. But, um, yeah, that, that margin was pretty narrow. And we saw last prep where he got to. He's just um, – he just brained him in a midway. And he just clearly, um, I think, better than this grade. So I think floating's a bet. Uh, of the others, I think um, one at odds is Pandano. I know it's been disappointing this prep, but he's... Uh, one of yours. Of, well, he was coming out of a lot better races a few starts ago, and I know he's going off the ball a bit, but on his day, he should put it at this sort of field away. But whether whether his best is behind him, he was a former provincial championship winner, I'm pretty sure. But, um, yeah, it's I, I just think on his day, he can beat, he can beat um, most of these horses. So... Look, you can make a case for a few others, but I, I think Floating's the clear standout here. Standout king? Uh, I think he is the standout. I, I want to touch on Pandana. I think, yeah, crazy price for a horse that came fourth in a group three, two starts back in this preparation as well. Um, the draw is what's probably eluded the bookies to mark him a lot longer. I have no idea where he settles. He likes to usually settle, you know, not completely forward, but, you know, at least three pairs back, one out would be ideal. But 14, barrier 14 is a little bit tricky to navigate. But I I suspected, you know, he's definitely up to this class. And we all know that. So definitely a place chance for sure. Um, floating, that first up run was on a testing heavy eight at Warwick Farm. He was squeezed out of a run because he was running the fence and Rachel King, albeit ran a, you know, steered it perfectly, got out just a fraction too late because the the ship had sailed by the point she got out and just got nosed down in the finish. But J-Mac on board this time, uh, I think 
where it's drawn. It'll probably avoid most of the traffic issues. So hands down the one to beat. And I can make a case for Miss Einstein as well. And one at odds would be Pacific Warrior. A warrior um, obviously needs a couple of scratchings to gain a start, but he could be the one that uh, dictates the temp- tempo from wider out. I think he is the clear kind of go forward type from the Cummings yard. So I'd definitely be keeping an eye on it, especially with TC on board as well. But floating is going to be very hard to beat, I think. All right, floating around the 240, 250 mark. We go to the HB Car Stakes. Magic Time is the favourite. It's $1.85, a little bit of a drift from what it opened, but it's looking to keep itself undefeated. Um, what is it now? $1.85. You've got Opal Ridge there, Olentia. That's had um, pretty much half its quote was $13 and now $5.50. That's a Waller runner. you got Sumatra there at 20s. Uh, but Magic Time was um, bloody impressive, Tommy, in that PJ Bell. I think it won something in Melbourne as well before that. What do you reckon? Yeah, he, he definitely brained him. Um, he's still a 70 out to the 85. Um, look, yeah, if everything goes as well as it did last time, you can see why he's that price. But I just wonder, Opal Ridge got a few bumps and Opal Ridge was a bit the same um, – the start before completely bra- she brained him and then um, just had a bit of a flat run, got bumped and still just didn't look comfortable in coming forth the other day. I, I think I'd rather go with Opal Ridge at that price, thinking that she's recovered off a tough run first start and a few bumps last start and can really put him here because I think her first up win was as good as Magic Times last win. Um, so I, I've got a mark pretty similar and at the price 360, I, I want to be with Opal Ridge. Um, Olentia coming out of that Hawkesbury race, one on protest is a bit of a step up, but there's been a bit of money for her. So you got to, you got to, um, suggest that if Waller's putting it here and there's a bit of money, there might be a bit of a tip here. Renaissance women trailed really well. And there's a couple of good offense there that you could give a case for here, but I think it's between the top two and at the price, I'll go Opal Ridge. You agree with Tommy King? Yeah, ditto for me. I think just, I think the market's a little bit spread out. I, I, I wouldn't have thought that he'd open – oh, Magic Time would open at the price it is. Uh, she was great at winning, and winning form is great. She's got an unblemished three from three at the moment, and we all know that she can actually handle the heavy track and everything else that comes with it. And, yeah, she probably warrants a little bit of favoritism, but I, I think the spread of money is quite interesting. I'd, I'd probably price her 225 230 and – uh, Opal Ridge back down to like the 270, 280 point. So as for the price, I totally agree with Tommy and I I have to be with Opal Ridge as well. Just gets a smaller field this start, uh, gets a nice draw. She can probably sit a lot closer. Her times were still okay in that uh, PJ Bell. She is versatile and she we, we know the electric turn of foot she can have. So I think she will be able to avoid most of the traffic it being a smaller field in this. So I'll be putting Opal Ridge on top. And as for Alentia, interesting, I guess I'm, I'm only suspecting that J-Mac's not booked on her purely just due to the weight. If J-Mac was on, probably a different story, but I mean, you're getting Magic Man on board. So that's a great, you know, tick of approval from the camp. Round handy time at, on a heavy surface at Hawkesbury. The money's coming for her, and I mean, Waller money is usually good enough to dictate how how she's travelling. To be absolutely honest, so definitely a yard watch for me. But yeah, Opal Ridge for me as well. Okay, Opal Ridge. Uh, 
Next one is race five. It's the Hallmark Stakes, 1,200 metres. Valana is the favourite. And from memory, I think Tommy and I pounded this when it ran in Perth last year and ran about last. So Nash is aboard. Uh, Gravina is second favourite. It's on a drift, though. It's 420 out to $6. Cole Crusher uh, seems to run okay. 650. Bacchanalia is there. Brenton aboard. Why Haha Falls. Probably due a good run. And then you're out to pretty big odds for the rest with Key Largo rocketing by Rangers, etc. Uh, Tommy, am I right with that, Valana? Yeah, I think um, from memory she was going around in a race in Perth. Was there's a bit of chat that she wasn't right, and then she was saved for a different race over there. And yeah, she ran a bit. Uh, she ran Gold Rush. Uh, yeah, no good in the Gold Rush. So I think I think she just wasn't right. But her first up form's good. I've been waiting for her to come back. Um, Soft and heavy is very good uh, form as well. The the one thing that interests me is McDonald. Now, McDonald's ridden her in the trials, and he's on Gravina. So he's with the Godolphin, but he's with Gravina and not Villana. I'm, I, want, I love to speculate, and I reckon maybe he's booked on someone else in a bigger race in a few weeks, and I reckon Godolphin want to stick with the same jockey looking into the Brisbane Carnival for some good races. And maybe that's why they've selected Nash. I don't know. I'm purely speculating there. But, um, uh, yeah, I think off a trial, she, look, she's a big worry here, 250. Um, it's probably a good price if she brains them and we're getting a lot shorter for the rest of the runs. I'm a big fan of her. The one that worries me I, is something uh, like Bacchanalia's uh, been really good this prep and Cole Crusher. Um, Joe Pride says he's not putting the um, shades on until – yeah, until this horse is fit and the shades go on for this race and gets um gets a more suited track as well. So I'm really keen to see um Cole Crusher too, but Valana Valana scares me. I'm still not sure which way I'm leaning. I yeah, in between Cole Crusher and Valana though. Right, you Coe, are you landing with Valana? I'm happy to go Valana as well. Um as for the Nash debate, it's an interesting one because he won on all those like the hunter and all that kind of racing on Bordeaux, and in the trials she wrote. Oh, sorry, he rode him. Uh, no, sorry, he rode Kementari in the same trial. So, and well, he's got a pretty decent affiliation with him as well. So maybe I don't know if there's too much to read into. I don't know. I'm, it's it's hard to really figure out. Um. So I, I don't know. I've just kind of ignored it and just flat batted the situation. Um, as for Villana, I think the the camper are obviously very happy. Uh, first up record is really strong. Wet form, not a fucking problem. Uh, I think there's a lot of ticks. I mean, the, I guess the only downside is the, the current quote, 250. I mean, it's short to find out. But I think she looks tip top. I think that trial she ran in, uh, he ran in um, Randwick behind Passive Aggressive was nice. It's only 2.36 behind Passive Aggressive, who went really hell for leather to really just get into work and everything else. He found the line really well behind him. So big ticks there. Back in Ali Gravina, no, no, no slouches from the Godolphin camp as well. But I think just Villana's the better of the three. And yeah, Tommy's already kind of touched on Kyle Crusher. I think he could be the fly in the ointment uh, for Godolphin. He is likely to dictate the tempo. He he draws wide, but at the same time, 
he only knows one way. He will go straight forward, find the fence, and then just control the speed. The price is right to back him. Uh, third up, rock hard fit, handles the give out of the track. And if the leaderish track is actually prevalent, uh, he is definitely a play as well. So I think you can back two horses and be happy about it. Uh, one, one, one being at 250 and Cole Crusher being at, what, seven bucks or thereabouts. So I think you can have a two-pronged attack in this, Villana and Cole Crusher. Right, in agreeance. Uh, race number six, the JRA plate, 2,000 metres. Protagonist is the fave. William Haggis, Tom Marquand. Had a couple of runs, did win at Rose Hill a couple of weeks back and then ran, I guess, mediocre in the Donny. Uh, that is 5.50. Dime Mill is there, drawn pretty wide. Sunshine Rising, I think I've backed it a few times. There's no joy. Uh, Banker's Choice there, Hueto. The only bet that I've had so far this weekend is on quality time. Backed it at $12.00. Earlier today, but I think it's a good chance. Uh, Pink Ivory, Pride of Jenny, etc. They're all there as well. Even Honey Creeper going around 17s. Uh, great house as well. Tommy. Yeah, I know why you've backed uh, quality time as well. Uh, I think a mutual friend of both of ours uh, pointed out a, a run in its last start where it just in that golden mile at Bendigo was just uh, smashed up against the fence and really didn't get really didn't get out and I reckon would have gone very close to winning that race. Gets a low weight and um, Marrera aboard is... Um, I, I, I haven't spoken to anyone. Am I guessing Brad likes this? Oh, yeah. Yes. I haven't yes, spoken Brad, to anyone. No. No, I haven't no, spoken to no. anyone today, but um, yeah. Well, that's good that he knows. He knows his stuff. Yeah, no, I thought you might have given him the tip was what I was getting at. But um, Let's say that. Anyway... Yeah, no, there's a, there's a few here. I know Coey's got some thoughts in this race too. Um, I think he's done his head in a bit. But um, I just want to go for th- something I know has drawn a good gate and can lead. Hasn't been tested over this uh, distance for a while. But prior to Jenny, is a bit of a knockout, I think. Um, might get the speed to herself. And if she can really just settle, I think um, she could be a knockout in this sort of race. So prior to Jenny for me. But you could make cases. I mean, pro protagonist on that first up win you think go really well. Coey's going to talk about Sunshine Rising. Lines were on a, a, on its day, can, but who knows if we'll ever see that again. And, um, yeah, you can make a case for a few other. Pink Ivory, I think Sarge's horses are over 2,000 as well. I think they really uh, benefit, and it's one to watch out for as well, Pink Ivory. But uh, as a bit of a knockout, I reckon Pride of Jenny each way. Okay, Pride of Jenny. Coey, are you going to talk me into backing Sunshine Rising again? Well, I've been backing it all start, so I'm going to keep following that train. Um, I think the biggest upside we see with him this start is the fact that he actually gets a soft ground that we haven't actually seen him run on. So him being a nine-year-old, I think he might be looking for a little bit of give in the track. I mean, albeit it might be a little bit too heavy, but his runs to date, this preparation, have been consistent as it comes. I think he's a perfect 2,000-metre horse. He draws six, Nash on board. As Tommy touched on prior to Jenny, I think he might actually sit outside of it or thereabouts anyway with a little bit of cover, hopefully. And if that be the case, he could let down top of the straight and then never look back. And I'm I'm a firm believer of hopefully, you know, getting this one across the line. Um, Tommy's already touched on, touched on protagonist. I think the sky high stakes win was huge. Forgive for the Doncaster. Uh, not a genuine miler at all. Prefers the distance, 2,000 to 2,400. So to, back to the the longer trips, definitely going to suit. 
albeit the forecasted rain could deter its chances. So I, I, at the moment, at the current quote, I suspect that it will drift out a little bit on race day for protagonist likers. Uh, Lions Raw, I don't like when I was doing the form, I wasn't looking at the markets. And I was like, my God, this could be an absolute sneaky. And then I looked at the market after I'd ridden the ride up for it. And I went, my God, single figures. I can't believe it's single figures. Um, I had it kind of more marked at the, like the $13, $14 pop. So half the quote shows that the, the bookies are paying attention and it's going to give a, you know, a bit of a sight at the top of the straight. And I definitely include him in your miners and your exotics and so forth. I think he's got still a couple of good runs left in him. And Dymel, uh, yeah, I like the intent of J-Mac, but the draw just doesn't help. And I don't know what to do with him. He'll be third up and he'll have upside and, you know, fitness and everything else, but another one for the exotics and minor money. So I'm going to stick with my old mate and hopefully salute here finally with Sunshine Rising. Yeah, get out of the bonus bet territory. Um, All right. Race number seven is the Champagne and its first leg of the quad. So, Militarize. Uh, it's a pretty short favourite. It's 280 into 210 after its win in the Sires. Uh, that was really nice. Uh, Magic Man's aboard. Don Corleone is there. We've been watching that horse go around this autumn. Tom Kitten had a really good win last start, uh, last weekend, actually, in the first. Um, peer pressure is something that Chris, I remember, tipped at 200 to 1 to run a hole, and it did. Ran third at about 30 to 1 he had it as a place. Um, that was a good tip. Make a call was a good win last week as well. Tom Mark went aboard, and base is loaded there as well. But Militra's bloody short, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, it is. But that was some win in the um, size. So you you got to think that if it can recreate that, if the race goes all similar, um, got to be really within the money there. It's um, this run was huge. You got uh, you got four. Oh, no, is there five uh, China Horse Club horses here that all have got a massive chance? Um, I've spoken up the Don a fair bit before, but I actually want to go against him. I want to go with Tom Kitten. Um, I thought I thought the run in the mile last week was massive, and um, he looks the only horse that you could back out of that race. Uh, he's big. He's a big for a two year old as well. So I think um, I think he, he's got a massive chance here, especially if they're running on a on a little, and I'd suggest with the fence out, and I reckon a few leaders getting up early, I reckon we could see a bit of pace put on and set up for something like Tom Kitten. He's proven at the mile, um, which not a lot of two-year-olds are at this point in um, time. So, um, yeah, Nash Nash rode him a treat last start. I'm going to stick with Tom Kitten, especially at that $10 price, but no knock, militarised, could win by three, though. Are you touching the $2, Coey? I think the $2 is short, but I think you could definitely tap into it in my eyes. I think uh, – let's go through the field. Uh, Don Corleone, he has been up for a long time. He's been – I think this will be sixth up for him. And um, the mile looks to suit, but I just don't know. Like, after watching Militarise absolutely brain him, uh, I do think that he's been probably up too long. I think it's time to tip him out personally. So – I won't be on him, uh, despite J-Mac jumping on. Militarise, I think the, personally, I think the size form is the form to follow opposed to the Fernhill. That's just how I see it. I think the times and everything else matches up pretty well and like the way that it flew late and just put it to bed almost in the blink was impressive to see. He, I don't think he'll be right out the back this time. It'll be It's a little bit of a smaller field. I think he can settle a little bit closer. 
from that middle draw. Marrera will just do Marrera things, and I think he can definitely steer him to a victory again. And uh, the only other two I want to really touch on was, yeah, like Tommy said, Tom Kitten, his one over the mole last weekend and on a heavy testing surface as well. Nash on board, big ticks. Uh, but, yeah, I think Militarise is just a better commodity and peer pressure. Oh, I don't know what to do with him. I, I definitely want him in the exotics, but I, I just I just think that losing by close to five lengths behind Militarise is enough to indicate that it's probably going to be better next preparation rather than this preparation. So I'm going to stick with the uh, odds-on pop Militarise, but, yeah, there, I think there's a nice bunch to – lock up for maybe a roving banker or something like that for you, Tunners. Talking my language. Love it. Uh, the All-Aged is the next 1,400 metres, and Giga Kick is fave. It's three bucks. Zaki is there. Zaki's going to be first up since the McKinnon, I'm going to guess. I think that was last November. Uh, Mazu, a couple of these are obviously coming out of the race uh, last week, the TJ. So eight bucks. Jackano is there, private eye. Cascadian won this race last year. Lost and running, still big odds, $17. Rockin' Horses there, Electric Girls, Zach Lloyd's won on that before. Bandersnatch and Colding at the Squillions. Um, 1,400 metres, Tommy, are you with Giga Kick? Look, um, I'll, you wouldn't be surprised after that run last week. He, um, uh, it, it was massive. Getting the 1,400, though, is a bit, um, bit of an unknown, and you're taking $3. I don't know if I can touch that. Uh, I'd, I'd prefer something like Marzu, to be honest, or even Private Eye stepping up to that 1400 But how can you knock Zaki? I mean, McDonald's been on, on him nine times, had seven wins. He's been at the Randwick 1400 twice for two wins. He's uh, – you go through – you keep going through it, and you um, just keep listing off just massive things he's done. The question is if he's still the Zaki that we know or not. Uh, McDonald decided to ride him instead of Jack and I. Tried them both the other day. That's going to be a little bit of a tick. And there seems to be a little bit of a tip going around for him too. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with Zaki until um, he proves otherwise. But, yeah, it's a cracking – it's a red-hot field. I wouldn't be surprised if Lost and Running runs a massive race too. Electric Girl will show a bit of speed. I like Zach Lloyd on it too. Um yeah, but no, I got, I got to stick with Zaki. Who are you, King? I'm also with Tommy. I think Zaki is the one that's over the odds. I think Giga Kick. I know his runs have been great. The, this preparation, only two starts, and third up into this, he'd be rock hard fit, and it won't be as heavy on the day like a TJ is kind of what I'm suspecting. So he'll run gallantly on over the fourteen hundred. I'm sure he'll be a sight. It's just a three dollar quote. I just don't know if I can go, you know, put in the hard earned on, so to speak. While Saki's a far more proven commodity, first up last preparation, won the tramway, um, over the same trip, at the same track, albeit in a weaker class, I guess it was a group two with, you know, the likes of Ice Bath and so forth. So I think that it this measures up well and like the price has what is it, five fifty or six bucks right now? Is I think it's pretty tasteful. Uh, as for the others, Private Eye, I don't know what to do with him either. Ran really well over the trip in the past. It's just that he was kind of found out on that testing surface, I think, and that's what I'm hoping for. So I wouldn't, you know, 
I wouldn't put it past the camp that he will bounce back stronger than ever. And he could be easily something that figures in the minor money. Mazu never been over 1,400, but tough, you know, tough third in that TJ as well, over testing condition. So I'd imagine he'll have improvement to come second up as he probably heads towards Queensland himself. So one for the exotics. I don't think he'll win though. The Japanese horse, I just don't know. I don't know whether to put a pen through it or whatever else. I mean, I'm sure it's going to look tip-top come race day, but I think it it isn't for me, this stud. I think Unicorn Lion looked like the better commodity and he got you know done by last week. So I'm happy to put a pen through him. And yeah, that's pretty much covering all that I think about the race. So yeah, I think, uh, sorry, Zaki is the one to beat, but Giga Kick could absolutely just come out and torch him. And I guess the interesting thing is that Moody decided to spell I wish I win. And if he was in this race, I think he would have been extremely competitive. And I don't know what I'd have priced him at, but I would have said probably around the 3 or $4 mark as well. So, yeah, uh, makes for a really good addition after the uh, the prize, uh, prize money bump. In the all age, but yeah, Zaki seems to be the one that's above the odds. Be cool if Zaki won. I'd love to see Zaki win. Um, race number nine, Cotelli is being smashed. It's eight dollars into three ninety. Reese Jones awards the John O'Shea runner. It's had a big spell. Hasn't run since last December. Uh, but yeah, well supported. Tamerlane, uh, Zach Lloyd aboard, claiming two for James. Uh, had a good win on this last start too. Um, it's his one. He's ridden it a couple of times, and I think he's had. I think maybe. Two wins from three rides on there, Zach. Um, military experts there on the drift a little bit. Jay Mack aboard. Substantial is there for Karen. And then we're double figures with the likes of JoJo was a man. Brutality, Lakeen. A uh, couple of bucks, maybe gem song, Tommy. I think a lot of people have found Cody Healy off the trial. Smashed $8 straight away. Um, they backed they backed it um, when markets opened. So you got to think big. Big uh, shout there for people waiting for those markets to open. Um, Tamerlane was massive last start, but I actually want to go wider. I think there's a bit of value in this race. I think Cuban Royale, a bit disappointing, but stepping up in grade in the um, the Doncaster Prelude. But um, the runs before were massive, finishing strong behind cross talking at Newcastle and a few other runs. I think it's an each-way run you can back. Same with Handle the Truth. Um, second on the listed race in Canberra last up behind another one as well against pretty hot field and you're getting $23 here in a benchmark 100 race and um, I might be an idiot I may just be an idiot but is Shelby 8th run in this prep coming out of 8 group 1 runs if the track's a bit wet as well um, Williams aboard um, I don't think $15 a place is the worst shout at all for Shelby 66. Finally getting back to some benchmark races, Wes, I think after just a great year last year or whenever it was, uh, won a Group 1, I think it's finally back to the um, the field where it is. And it needs those eight runs to really get fit. That's when we saw it well, won a Group 1. So I, I'm just putting it out there, $15 a place, I don't think um the worst bet in the world for Shelby 66 in a benchmark 100 race. But um, people have found Coda Healy and Money Talks. All right, you, King? I think Money does talk. And, I mean, it's it's hard to look past. I think just the 1,400 suits, low draw, first up, 
Record's really solid. Rock bottom on the weights after the claim. Uh, should get a really good run in transit. He's only had one trial leading into this, which probably indicates how fit he is already. Not needing any more trials. So he is definitely, I mean, he is probably at that rock bottom price at the moment. So I would probably be waiting closer to start time to dive in on him. Um, as for the others, uh, military expert, two great trials after a long spell after the uh, Golden Eagle last October. It's a group one place getter last prep. And I think, you know, class alone could see him figuring. The barrier is sticky, but he is one to take luck out of the equation. So if he can spear across from that wide alley, he could get a little bit of J-Mac magic and that wouldn't be out of the question. Lakeen, uh, barrier one and soft track. Looks ideal. Um, his recent takeover trial appeared to be just for fitness, so don't read into it too much. He'll be third up this prep. He won third up last last prep, although it was over the mile, but it, uh, his third up record has been pretty solid. So he looks to be probably box seating, peels off leaders back and shoot for home. So he could be half a chance. And one at odds, I don't mind. Just speaking small each way is um, brutality. Uh, I think 1,400. Forget about his last start. Uh, he just never had a chance to catch up to the field, this and the other. But he is a genuine swimmer on his day. And he doesn't win out of turn, which is the uh, the hard thing to follow with him. But I do suspect that with the track downgrade, possibly being on the heavier side of soft, he will improve from that last start. And 1,400 metres should see him you know, finish a little bit closer. And I could easily entertain him for a little bit of a small each way. But... Yeah, favourite for me with a little specking on Brutality. Okay, yeah, Brutality is one of mine as well. Up to the last, uh, Democracy Manifest, $4. In from five is the favourite. Substantial is here. It is nominated for the race before, but uh, likely to be running here. It's $13 in the five fifty. Smashed here. Drawn better as well. Maltai, drawn wide, seven fifty. Hellfest, Zach Lloyd aboard, 13 into nine. The Poacher. Has been well supported inside barrier. Brad Witt up $23 in a 12. The face, one of Tommy's horses going around. It's on the drift. Kinlock, and then a bunch of others. You always got to keep an eye on J Mac when he's on a horse paying $16. Who uh, takes that last, Tommy? Uh, I've got to be with Democracy Manifest. Its trial was huge. Its last trial um, says six, but you watch it through the line, really hitting the line strong. Best runs come first, second, third up for Democracy Manifest as well. So, Hopefully we're all eating succulent Chinese meals after after a big fill-up on the day. I think Democracy Manifest wins, uh, especially because there's a lot of pace there and can really set it up for him. So, yeah, I think Democracy Manifest. Okay. Hard to ignore Democracy Manifest. The trial was enormous. He's got one of the, you know, the better first-up records. His four stars, three wins in the second. Um he should get a really nice run in transit. Loves the cutout. Doesn't mind the cutout of the ground, so to speak. Uh, current price as a favourite is probably good enough. Like, I think I, it's backable. Uh, so, definitely amongst the chances. I, I just don't mind shopping a little bit around in the lucky last. Just don't know how the track's going to be by the end of the day. So, I'm, I've kind of gone a little bit leader-ish. Um, so... The two that I don't mind sitting a little bit closer. I mean, the face runs really fast and hard to find the fence and lead and is 
I think it was a strong fifth last start in the Star Kingdom. Uh, he was drawn 12 and he had to work to cross and this and the other. This time around he gets two, so he should hold the fence quite easily. Should save a little bit of petrol and he, he, I don't know, he's better for the run, I think. So he's one at odds I can entertain. Hellfest is another. He loses two kilos after Zach Lloyd's claim. He should settle closer in the run from the middle alley. I think the mayor's last start in December was against a smart type in IME. And I think IME is heading towards Queensland. I'm not 100% sure. I need to definitely read into that a little bit more. But he is something that uh, definitely – he is a proven formula for mine. He's in form, looks like a black type horse in future. And Hellfest could be definitely one to follow off the back of that and head Queensland as well. And slight case for Maltai where, you know, he does come out of the right form races this prep, but the weight and the draw is a little bit of an issue. So I'll leave him for the minors. But, yeah, I think small each way players on the face in Hellfest, but democracy manifest will be hard to hold out as well. Okay. All right, that is Randwick. Uh, two more races to look at. I'm going to sp- touch on Eagle Farm that Coe just mentioned Queensland then, so it reminded me. I'm going to look at the last. We'll skip the entire card. We'll go to the last. Um, thousand metre dash at Eagle Farm. It's going to be interesting. So a couple of horses here. I think it'll obviously Doom in 10,000, that sort of chat too. Zoo Style is equal favourites with Prince of Boom. Friend of the show. Um, has a share in Prince of Boom. I've been talking to him about it. It's been all the futures. He's pretty excited. But equal favourites... Um, Zoo Style's drawn very wide. Brody Lawyer board, um, Jimmy Orman aboard, Prince of Boom, but both five bucks. Pretty much equal favourite as well is Rothfire at 550. It's come in a touch. Garibaldi is there. Cole Wilson Taylor been riding well. Sneaky Five, uh, pretty good horse. Dartontes is there. Alpine Edge, Pace. And then we've got a couple others at bigger odds. Not much specking. Um, but not a bad. I'll still go to you, Cole. You just mentioned Queensland. So what do you make of the top three? Is Rothfire going to come out and brain them? Kind of carry a lot of weight. 61 kilos is pretty heavy, and it'll be interesting. It'll be – I personally think it might be a little bit too heavy. That's just how I say There is a lot of speed horses in this field. and But saying that, he has a great record over the distance and the track. He'll get a good surface. He'll be on top of the ground, currently a good four. So he will get a few favours, albeit coming from barrier nine. So – I mean, I'd love to see him return to the way he was back maybe two years ago, thereabouts. I know he won the McEwen last preparation over the same trip, but uh, like two years ago, Raw Fire, the thriller from Chinchilla was at its peak. So I'd love to see him return to that. As for the rest, I think, well, I, I genuinely think Prince, Prince of Boom's a good horse. I mean, I think he had a little bit of a niggling injury end of last preparation, if I recall. And that's why they pulled up stumps after that uh, Caulfield run over 1,200. They've obviously tipped it out, taken care of it, uh, this and the other. Trial, <laughs> that trial was enormous. And yeah, it, 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 it appears that it returned in excellent fashion. 1,000 metres shouldn't be a worry. 55 and a half, so it'll have a 5.5 kilo swing on Rothfire. Um I guess the only little qualm might be just the fact that it's running on top of the ground, probably likes a little bit out of the ground, but a classy type. And what was the third elect in the market again, Tunnels? Zoo style. Zoo style. I mean, just an absolute speed machine, a thousand metres suit. So 
definitely keep an eye on it. But yeah, I reckon it is it is a handy little uh, last race of the day. Like even Alpine Edge winning that Magic Millions race is yeah. a handy one. But yeah, like and it draws one as well, so it should get probably run of the race box seat and all that. But yeah, I, I genuinely think it'll be the clash of the uh, the Prince and Rothfire. So I'm kind of leaning towards the Prince at the moment. Done any uh, Queensland forms on me? Yeah, mate, I think it's a cracking race. I actually want to make note of Sneaky Five. I think Jimmy Byrne uh, ran a few other decent horses in this race, but gets on Sneaky Five, and its first up form is really good. One uh, run and a win at Eagle Farm as well. I think um, Sneaky Five might be a little sneaky chance too. Sneaky five. All right, let's go to WA. Before we wrap up, we got the Quokka. Uh Cracker name. It is race. Race, is race eight. The Tab Touch Quokka, eh? Um, Amelia's Jewel. After all the bullshit, it's a uh, full favourite. It's 250 out to 280. It's drawn 14. Bella Nipatina is there for Tommy. It's 750 into 420. Melum aboard for Marin Eustace. Uncommon James drawn wide as well at six dollars was three eighty so it's gone straight out. Overpass fifteen into tens we got Asfura which is one of mine. I like the horse. It's ten dollars. Red Can Man the WA one sixteens. You got Kementari even running in there. Shades of Roses there. Western Knight Pikey aboard a fifty one dollar chance. So what do you reckon, Tommy? WA. Yeah, good race. I think the market sort of settled itself um, out now a bit and. Uh, you probably got the right price for a few runners. I wish I backed over pass at 15, and I wish I backed Bella at uh, 750, But because um, I thought that was a bit overs for both of them. But I think I, the overs looking at it now, I think it's Uncommon James, $6. I, I can really entertain that. Uh, won the Oakley played earlier this prep. Really strong ride. Ben Thompson going over there. I think that's the one I want to be on. But in saying that, Amelia's Jill could could really brain them. She's um, I think she's a star. Um, but she's stepping up against some quality sprinters here. I'm a big fan of Bella as well, but out of them, I think I've got to go Uncommon James, but um, Ascot sprint races can really throw them up. Wouldn't, wouldn't be a shock if we see a Ruffy or even the Lemon Kementari get up as well, but Uncommon James to me. Coey? I think the... Uh, I'm glad that Tommy touched on the Lemon because I think, you know, 1,400 is the big query for mine. And um, most of these runners, it's unless 12, they're lo- is it 1200? Yep. Oh, it is 1200. My bad. I'm looking at a different race altogether. Um, 1200 meters. That draw, before the draw, I thought Bella Nipatina was a great bet. But now that the money is absolutely sunk in after securing that six, it's one of the horses that didn't need a redraw. I've kind of missed the price, which is a bit of a shame. Because I think yeah, it's a proper Group One horse, Bella, and um, we we can we know what she can do. So she's a proven formula, and she comes out of proper you know class grade, which we haven't really seen of Amelia's Jewel. I know she's been a lot of handy horses over in the West, and she knows the track inside and out and everything else. But the draw definitely does put a spanner in the works. Because if she drew a middle alley, let's say optimistically eight or nine, even she. Probably would have settled three back the uh, three back one out or something like that, and would have just been two lengths closer to the leader, and that would have been perfect for it. And I'm sure it would have been, you know, the perfect price point. So I think it was two forty or two fifty earlier in the week before the draw. So I think that would have been justified. 
now that it's drawn the car park, I just genuinely don't know what to do with it. I guess we will find out if she is an absolute superstar. She is an untapped and eight starts, seven wins with the second. I mean, that, that reads extremely well, obviously. But I just think the um, the Raiders, Interstate Raiders is where I want to be. And Uncommon James, Bellinger Patina, Kementari, I'm happy to just box them together and just hopefully pants the, uh, the locals. So I'm looking outside of the locals here. Okay. All right. That is uh, a couple of states. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? The Orange Cup's on tomorrow. The Orange Cup. Have you done form for Orange? Well, I've touched on a little bit. I mean, I did form on extra day, and I was curious of uh, a few things. I, I know Ida's very short. Yeah, I think let it was me pull like up a two, market. I think it was like 250 or yeah, something. Yeah, is there deductions? There must, can't be that big a flux. Oh, yeah, there's a two. big flux for Cognac and Outlandos came out. But, yeah, Ida is 250. We've got Un-American, Winona Costin for Richard and Will at 650. Uh, we've got Mayfair Spirit, Bucko aboard. You got Marsbit, Zacharias. This horse actually runs quite well. I think it had a win last start from memory. Maybe Aubrey. Aubrey, yeah, maybe. Uh yep. between Rod Seeker, Sky Ace. You got Jenny Duggan there. She had a good win today, actually. Uh what do you reckon, Coe? What'd you find? Well, I was speaking to Shani uh today, Chantel Buckley, who's uh who will be out at Orange tomorrow, and his her husband is riding uh Grand Bu- um Mayfair Spirit. And it comes out of city, uh, city form, Randwick Kensington run last start, carrying pretty much the same weight, um, half a kilo over, so to speak. But I think it just takes luck out of the equation. So I think from barrier one, it'll just shoot forward and hopefully never look back. And at the current price, I could definitely entertain a little bit. I know Ida's a handy type, but drawn wide, I think a few things have to go right for that, you know, 250 quote, so to speak. So... I'm happy to entertain, you know, Mayfair Spirit, who's, you know, run on the soft, run on the heavy, one on both surfaces. Yeah, I just think that it is a little bit of an overs play and it wouldn't be the first time, or nor the last time we see an Australian bloodstock horse kind of win a country cup. So wouldn't mind entertaining a, li- a few dollars on it. Uh, what about you, Tommy? You had any orange form? No, no orange form, but a couple of Queenslanders I don't mind on Saturday uh, race one, fetch, good good gate, Kyle Wilson, Taylor, we saw it win um, some good races last prep. And the other one is Kipsay. I think uh, this horse is going to be a star, $2 at the moment. Taylor Marshall, Nathan Doyle, race seven, number six, Kipsay. Kipsay. All right, beautiful. All right, boys. Uh, Tommy, you don't have to go out, I assume, to the races. You're done for a bit? Uh, yep, I'll be working from studio on Saturday. I still, still a great Saturday, and as as we've sort of pointed out, there's good racing all over the country. So um, hopefully, plenty of winners. And before we finish, opinion on I heard James Cummings today say that he's still planning on taking Animo to Royal Ascot. Still think that's a good idea? Oh, I hope so. I hope he does. I'd really like to see him again before he finishes up. I think um, things weren't suited to him. I, I'd like to see him have a crack at some good horses over there. I know a few people. Uh, are in the camp of retiring him. Similar to we had this discussion last year, it was very elegant, but I'd like to see him one more time, given a, given a crack at Ascot. I don't think it'll devalue him anymore, but it might add a couple of a couple of dollars if he can snag a race. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd love to see him over there. Um, 
All right, and then Manly play Melbourne tomorrow. So best of luck with that, Tom. You're going to need it. Yeah, mate. I haven't. I've noticed you've uh, gone off the Eagle Rock the last couple of weeks. Um, you're, you're very, very bullish on it the first few weeks. I haven't haven't heard it for a while. Yeah, look, it was a good start to the year, but we'll get that. We'll get there. All Jason Jason Saab's sideburns. I really like those. I'm thinking about getting them myself. Yeah, mate. I reckon that'd suit you too. You're both um both, both known fast. pace setters, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, enjoy, boys. I thought he has kicked off, but um, let's find some winners. It was a good week last week, and then um, find some more. So thanks for joining. Good on you guys. Cheers, boys.